The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Oh, it's just gone 18 minutes past five. Welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive on 11.9 Cry FM. I'm Michael McKenna. At this point in time, joining us on the line is our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Thanks once again for joining us. Always, always <laughs> a pleasure to chat with you. Well, Rolene, uh, there's one Headline dominating the headlines, the news platforms today. The hostage release deal. Already I've had some very interesting feedback from listeners who are very skeptical about this uh, deal. Also, people are asking, you know, we've got this deal happening, yet there's still missiles being fired. There's still hostilities going on. Rowling, let me just uh, open up the question to you. What exactly do you make of this deal, and what are you hearing on the ground there in Israel regarding this deal? There must be a lot of banter going on regarding this steel. Uh, there's a lot of discussion, but mm. if I can just preface uh, everything with an appeal to people, and it is sure. something that was reiterated by our police, by the IDF spokesman, and by Prime Minister Netanyahu, and that is not to speculate when it comes to issues around the hostages, not to speculate where they are, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of operations Indeed. are going on, what condition we will get them in, who will be released etc etc we have to understand that there are 240 families in extreme anxiety and anguish and every time and I see a lot of it on whatsapp people are speculating and sharing things and doing that kind of thing it creates a lot of anxiety not just for us here in Israel but especially especially for these families so let's be very 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 sensitive to what they are going through, what they are enduring and feeling. Understand some families will get back hostages in the next couple of days and some won't. So before we all think, uh, you know, we know what's going on, let's please, please keep that in mind. I know that you and I have spoken about it before, but understand that Israel's not just at war on the battlefield. We are also in a narrative war and we also... uh, when these kind of things go around, it creates a lot of pain. Uh, sure. There is nobody in Israel that is not touched by the 7th of October, whether we know people personally uh, who were murdered or people that are being held hostage. So please, please keep that in mind. So let's uh, unpack the, uh, the hostage deal. What we do know is that... Uh, over the, the next four days, starting at 10 o'clock tomorrow, this has been confirmed by Israeli okay. uh, officials. Right. Mm-hmm. We will see a, a ceasefire in which we are expecting uh, over the uh, course of four days for at least 50 hostages, likely to be the children and some of the women, to be released in exchange for 150 Palestinian uh, prisoners. Now, earlier today, families that have been impacted by terror attacks have filed an appeal with the Supreme Court asking for a delay. We can well understand their concerns that some of those prisoners being released may be responsible for perpetuating terror attacks against their loved ones. Mm. So we have to understand that. We do know that these four days will allow in more humanitarian aid for civilians in the Gaza Strip and would mean that we, we, we cease fighting. And of course, this does disrupt the battle rhythms uh, of the IDF. And I know that people are 
very, very concerned uh, about Hamas perhaps reorganizing. And I think that's a fair question, and that's something that President mm. Herzog addressed. He says, I understand there are reservations. Mm. Totally understand. He says, however, our moral imperative is to return the hostages. But I also think, and I've been speaking to, to my friends in the security establishment, the belief is that we've dealt Hamas such a significant blow, they won't be able to reorganize so quickly. And of course, okay. if they break the ceasefire, that mm-hmm. means we respond as well. So yes, um, I totally understand people are skeptical. Right. Uh, I, I think let's wait to see what happens over the next four days. Uh, there are going to be very, very difficult four days for us. Right. Um, you know, we, we don't know who's coming out because we, don't, we haven't seen the list of, of hostages to be released. We don't know in what conditions. Uh, it goes without saying that they will be severely traumatized. There will be some families whose loved ones aren't on that list. So I think that let's all just take a breath. Be very, very careful before sharing things on WhatsApp or speculating or saying, I heard from this one who's in Gaza at the moment. And they say the reality is we don't know coming out from Gaza uh, any news from our soldiers. Uh, They certainly won't be sharing with any of us that could be result in a a court martial. So let's just be very, very sensitive to to what is going to happen over the next four days. And please be sensitive to us in Israel. Um, we are still going through tremendous, tremendous grief and trauma. Well, uh, Rolene, Linda, one of our listeners says, Michael, it's humbling when you listen to someone who is personally affected. Indeed, what you've just conveyed now, Rolene, is in a very convincing as to what exactly one is contending with at the moment and one, you know, what one has got to deal with right now regarding this uh, hostage release situation. So, Linda, thank you very much for that uh, contribution to the show. Rolling. in the meantime, uh, some of my listeners uh, are, you know, like, well, they're interrogating the situation. Okay, you have mentioned that now it's been confirmed that uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow this ceasefire will uh, go into effect. That's for four days. But until then now, we've still got rockets being fired, uh, Israeli, Israeli Air Force jets intercepting a missile, for example, over Eilat. Is there still... Is there still an, uh, an upbeat in this campaign going on at the moment, or do you sense a kind of a lull beginning to happen? Look, we're definitely not seeing as many rockets as we saw okay. uh, a couple of weeks ago, but we are seeing rockets being fired towards us. We know that the uh, Houthis in, in Yemen have also declared war on us, threatening to attack our vessels at sea, and also the uh, the rocket that was fired at right. us that was uh, intercepted by our fighter jets. Uh, and I think it's important that people understand this. Last night, another big barrage towards we, where we are in central Israel, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's important that people understand we are still living with uh, the war crime of rockets being fired towards Israeli civilians. A short while ago, another big burst uh, around the, the south, and Hezbollah have said that they will also observe the ceasefire. They say that as long as uh, Israel sticks to the ceasefire, their words, uh, they will uh, as well. So we are hoping for quiet. Uh, but however, you know, many, many years of dealing with terror organizations mean that we know that uh, 
they have no hesitation in breaking ceasefires. Let's remember that in uh, June, I think June, July this year, you and I were talking about uh, a massive escalation in rockets and there was a ceasefire in place at 6 a.m. on the 7th of October, which was broken just a short while later with a massive, massive firing of thousands and thousands and thousands of rockets. Well, indeed, uh, amongst uh, this horrific war going on, uh, uh, Rolene, uh, just some, you know, encouraging note to see how the Pope has responded to this. Yes, he met earlier today with both uh, Israeli and Palestinian delegations and very, very moving to see him meeting with the families of those taken hostage. Uh, he was vi- visibly upset, I think, that, uh, you know, hearing firsthand from families what, what they are experiencing, uh, the uh, the anxiety, which is why we, we cannot stress enough, please be very careful of what you share on social media understand that it, it has very, very real-life impact, but very moving to see what uh, uh, he said uh, and him meeting with them. He met with uh, Palestinian delegations as well, and his, his appeal to everybody was for peace. I've actually got sitting in front of me the uh, reader from our Ministry of Foreign Affairs of His Holiness uh, the Pope, meeting with their, these families, them showing him pictures of their loved ones, sharing the stories, and you can see he's visibly upset. Indeed, indeed. Roland says, talking as someone who, of course, has the luxury of not having any loved ones taken hostage, but will this deal not send a message to all the Iran-backed terror organizations that Israel does negotiate with terrorists and that she can be blackmailed in future? What do you make of that very quickly, uh, Roland? Well, look, I think it's a fair question. Mm, Indeed. Uh, And and I I think that that's why we do have a lot of skepticism, Mm. uh, not just uh, with our listeners, but also with us here in Israel. You know, we we are very trepidatious. We absolutely understand uh, the moral imperative, why everybody needs to come home. Uh, but for, for sure, uh, we are very, very skeptical. What kind of message does this send out? We are in very, very uncharted waters at the moment. Well put. Uh, yeah, you couldn't have defined it better, really. And while Karen says, may our hostages come home and everything be peaceful. That's my wish from Karen. Rolene, we're going to have to wrap it up there. Thank you so much once again for joining us this afternoon, just to give us some background and uh, give us a feel as to... Uh, what people, how people rather, are reacting to this hostage release deal and what we ought to be mindful of going forward regarding that uh, to avoid speculation and rely on reliable sources for information as and when it is available to us. Our correspondent from Israel, Ronin Marks, joining us.